from the heart of God to this earth. So that we could be brought near to the heart of God. And we just want to thank you, Lord, that today, Lord, we can even Lord, have your life. We can enjoy that relationship. And we just pray even now as we meditate on your word, Lord, that indeed your Holy Spirit will quicken our hearts. That we might be able to hear you speak. Draw near to you. May we really be near to the heart of God. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, as you know, the theme for the past uh, Sunday messages has been growing up into Christ. It is, don't have to turn to Ephesians 4.15. It says, Speaking the truth in love, we may grow up to Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And some of the points that have been shared, just a very sketchy, you know, uh, uh, reveal, certainly not the most uh, uh, complete, um, is that some of the things we have mentioned is about being in all things able to bring Christ in the situations. Growing up in all things. So that in all things we are able to experience and know Him. And then we can turn then all the situations from water to wine. And our brother Christian shared a couple of times about the life of, the life of Joseph. How he went through so much suffering. And it, it is for the sake of his brethren and his family. Indeed, for the whole nation of Israel. So we see that the maturing of one is able to help the rest. And it was through the cross. And then also our brother Richard did share about the speaking the truth in love. Growing up in love and in, in be able to share in truth, be able to care for one another. So we have this humility to pray and really take care of one another. And our brother Dana more recently shared about the various degrees of the calling that God has for his children. Uh, so in his calling us is actually for maturity. And also our brother Christian last time shared something related to the whole universe creation groaning and waiting for the maturing of 
the Lord's children. 那上个礼拜陈弟兄所分享的就是整个宇宙，全宇宙在在那边叹息，等候着啊、呃、种子的成熟。So we can see that there's so much more that the Lord has for us, for His children. 那我们的主实在是为着我们他们的儿女。Much more than simply that we're saved from our sin from death. 不仅是我们，就只是从我们的罪恶的过犯中得救。The ultimate calling is that we might grow up. 最终的这个呼召乃是我们能够成长。So one of the things then about growing up then, how can we measure the spiritual growth? 我们说这个成长，我们怎么怎么样来量你这个属灵的成长呢 ？So it would be helpful to know how do we know. 那所以我们应当知道，我们如何知道我们成长多少 ？So I like to quote something from other T. Austin Sparks. 那我就引用一下斯百克弟兄。He said that the measure of our spiritual life is no greater than our heart. 那我们的生命的这个啊是没有大于我们的属灵的生命不不会大于我们的心。So the knowledge that is in the head is not the measure of spirituality. 那在我们头脑里的知识不是我们属灵的程度有多少。The way of your spiritual release, emancipation, increase, abundance is the way of the heart. 那你要要有属灵的释放，要有释放，继续持续的属灵的成长，属灵的丰富。So spirituality is not mental agreement on things stated in the word. 那你这个关于属灵的事，你不只是同意于啊这个，就是在在话语上，你只是同意于话语所指示你的。It is the melting of one heart to another to all the saints. 但是属灵的事情乃是。你的心融化，彼此融化，在圣徒当中，你们心会彼此就这样融化。So the most important point here is that that this measure of spiritual life is in our heart. 那如果要量你们这个属灵的生命的话，那是要看在你的心里面。That really hit home to me. 这实在是说到我的心里的深处。It's also implied that even though we, the Lord's children, that we do not necessarily have Christ. Uh, in a full measure. 那做我们做神的儿女，我们也没有完全有基督的，在我们里面完全的量出来。And it is in fact very limited. 那是非常在我们里面是非常的有限。And it needs to be enlarged. 那这个我们里面的基督应当扩张。But where does spiritual life increase? 那我们的属灵的生命如何的增长呢？ It is in our hearts. 乃是在我们的心里。And that's why we like to just take this time this morning to have some meditation. Consider what does that mean? What is it practically? 那所以，我今天所要与弟兄姊妹们一同默想的是，我们如何实际的来如此的行。And the other thing I like to consider is just knowing the basics. What does heart mean from a scriptural, spiritual point of view? 还有很基本的来说，我们就以圣经的角度来说，心究竟是什么 ？Heart really represents ourselves. 心实在是代表了我们自己。Is the essence of our being. 那是我们这个做人的这个精的的这个最重要的一点。For us who have been saved, know that have the Lord's life. 那我们有这个主的生命在我们里面。It is not just 
it is where the soul and also the spirit they all come through our heart. We know we're body, soul, and spirit. For those who are not saved, their spirit is dead. They have no communion with God. But even after we're saved, we have the spirit, and yet it is in our hearts that the things of the spirit start coming and telling us, showing us the Lord. But of course, in our heart, we not only hear the things of the Spirit, we all hear a lot of things of ourselves, of our soul. So then, you can really picture that our heart is that, that the central processing unit, CPU, of just like when you have a uh, uh, phone, Computer, it's that the, the the central processing unit, CPU. Everything converges in our hearts, and then we have to decide what we're going to do about it. We also talk a lot about love. What's the difference between love and our heart? Well, love comes out of our heart. So if our heart is occupied with the things of the world, then it will be worldly things. If we love a certain thing that we can really, maybe music, then our hearts will be getting filled with music. Or if we love someone very much, it will be that person that occupies our hearts. And we'll show our love to that person. So then we talk about loving God. But we can only love God if our hearts are occupied that we want to love God, you see. And then just like a point of few scriptures, uh, how important heart is. You don't have to turn, we just paraphrase. In, in Proverbs 4.23 it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So um, I'm just trying to do a little comparison, choose three different words from Proverbs and then go through the Bible software and then see if, uh, maybe make a count and see how these uh, words rank. One word is wisdom. One word is the Lord. And the third word is the heart. You know, I, you know, we know that Proverbs is the book of wisdom, right? Then, then actually, I would expect logically that I should have more words, uh, more reference to wisdom. But I was a bit surprised. I uh, found that uh, wisdom is mentioned 54 times. 54. 
in New Testament, our Lord mentions a heart a number, couple of times, a few times. Now, in the in, in New Testament, our Lord Jesus mentioned, just like quote him. Uh, in the Sermon uh, on the Mount, it says, "For out of uh, for where your treasure is, there is your heart." And he also says it's out of the abundance of our heart that the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. So we can be very careful a lot of times, but sooner or later it c- the truth comes out. And then our hearts being made known through what how how we say what we say. So I like to read one uh, passage we can turn to second Corinthians four six. Uh, chapter four verse six. It says this is from Darby, because it is God who spoke that out of darkness light should shine. Who has shone in our hearts for the shining forth of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ? So in this version, it seems quite clear that we see our Lord that God give us a shining the light so that we can know him see him it's in our hearts so that there could be the shining forth from our hearts the knowledge of the glory of God and it says it's in the face of Jesus Christ so we see here, uh, our Lord Jesus is really that prism. We just shared that before. That He is able to take who God is, the person of God, and through Him we can see then, understand and know and experience God. So now that we are able to apprehend God through Christ, but it is to our hearts that we receive this, this shining, this light. And for what reason? Is that through our hearts that Christ also can be shining out? Even the face of our Lord Jesus can be shining forth. Jesus, 
So we see that how our hearts then have such an important uh, role in our knowing the Lord and also be able to shine forth our Lord. So our hearts are very important to make sure that we can recognize our Lord and make sure that our Lord can shine. So then, this this is something which actually prompted me to really consider this whole matter. This is something which actually prompted me to really consider this whole matter. And then also, how can Christ grow in our hearts? That this Christ, how can he grow in our hearts? We have been studying our home fellowship, uh, the uh, Gospel of John. That in our family gathering, we have been studying the Gospel of John. And then in John six, verse fifty six, fifty seven. That in John six, verse fifty six. You don't have to turn. It says, "He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who eats me and he also shall live because of me." 吃我肉和我血的人藏在我里面，我也藏在他里面。永活的父怎样差我来？我又因活因父活着，照照样吃我肉的人，也要因我活着。This was uh 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 Jesus said this uh after feeding the five thousand with two loaves and two fishes. 那这是在五饼二鱼喂饱五千人之后啊，耶稣所分享的。And after he said that, many of disciples got offended. 那在他提这件事情之后，有许多人啊，许多的门徒们就因此而感觉到不是很舒服。And then they left. So this verse we can often apply and think has to do with taking the Lord's table and remembering the Lord. That we often talk about this verse, so we can often talk about the table or the cup or the cup. We remember the Lord's table. But if you read carefully, it's not. But if we 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 read carefully, It doesn't say about representation. It just plainly says, if you eat, you know, then you will live on my account. So in what context did our Lord say this? He was about to be crucified. And he wanted to bring them to, to, you know, that a clear knowledge that he is a human person. And he was about to die, and his his blood and his uh, body was going to be broken. His blood should be shed. But it was just not for their sin or something um, for salvation alone. He wants them to be able to take him in, assimilate his life. He wants them to be able to take him in, assimilate his life. Because he wants them to live on his account, so that they could live because of him. So this is a point which really gripped me. That our Lord Jesus, He's the Son of God. That our Lord Jesus, He's the Son of God. He took the form of the flesh and blood. That He took the form of the flesh and blood. And the whole point was not that He would just die on the cross and He can save us and we have eternal life. The point was not that He would just die on the cross and we have eternal life. The point was not that He would just die on the cross and we have eternal life. The point was not that He would just die on the cross and we have eternal life. The point was not that He would just die on the cross and we have eternal life. The
He wanted this human life, the perfect man. To be our life. So we can actually live his life on earth. So indeed that we can say we live because of Jesus Christ. And if you put together with the other with the other verse that we just read about the second Corinthians. So you'll see also that this is consistent, that is a shining forth of Christ into our hearts. So that out of our hearts, our life, then Christ can shine forth. So we see here that uh, there's something far greater that the Lord wants from us. So maybe we can then also consider, you know, what do the, uh, how can we learn from various uh, people uh, in the Bible uh, regarding heart? So if we go back to the Old Testament, we can consider the Levites. Uh, those are the one of the twelve tribes, but the one that took the function of, of being priests. And what's so important about uh, the Levites? Do you know what is the most important characteristic and requirement of them? It's holiness. And they had to go through a lot in order to keep themselves holy. They had to go through washings, purification, many rituals. They follow strict laws for food, clothing, of course, service. And the most important thing they make because they can be holy. And then why is being holy so important? Because God is holy. And then he wants those who serve him to be holy. But in what way? There's one way that they really show themselves they really set themselves apart. Something that they did that proved their holiness. And that was not in all these other external things, the rituals that they did. We remember that when Moses uh, was uh, uh, on Sinai and getting the commandments from God, while he was waiting, the children of Israel became restless. And then they decided they wanted to worship an idol. And they made a golden calf. And then they worshiped that golden calf. So when God saw that his anger was so, his wrath was so great, he was going to kill all the people of Israel. 
他那样击杀在以色列的所有的人。Moses had to plead with with God.那摩西就为着他们代求。And then God said, "Okay, I want you to do this. Everyone to kill your neighbor, uh, uh, those who are your, in your family, those who have worshipped uh, the idol.那他们就说，你们现在要击杀那些敬拜偶像的这些人，在你们家庭里。” and who did it? 那有谁做了呢? The Levites. Against their own flesh and blood, they, they follow God's command. And because of that, the wrath of God was uh, taken away. So we see here that they did that such sacrifice for God. Even killing their own dear ones. And so the whole nation of Israel could be spared. You find that oh this is so cruel. How can God be like this? In the Old Testament is all representation shadows of spiritual truths. And this is really something that was going to be standing for uh, our Lord Jesus. And also what He will be doing for us. And then we saw then, uh, we see that in Hebrews 10, verses 8 to 10, you don't have to turn, I just paraphrase. This is uh, uh, quoting uh uh, the Lord. He says, Sacrifice and offerings, burn offerings uh, and offerings for sin you did not desire nor take pleasure in, which are offered according to law. Then he said, This is uh, Jesus, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. <laughs> 和赎罪祭是你不愿意的，也不是你喜欢的，这都是按着律法献上的。啊，后又说我来来了，为要照你的旨意行，可见他是除去在先的，为要立定在后的。我们凭信，凭这旨意，靠耶稣基督旨意
And why did he do that? He did not need to do that for himself. He did it, he, he lived that life for us. He fulfilled all the laws. And in fulfilling all the law, now we have been sanctified. And then in, in Hebrews 10, 16, 17, I'll read to you. It says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Uh, 我与他们所立的约乃是这样。我要将我的律法写在他们心上，又要放在他们的里面。So now, because our Lord fulfilled all the law，那因为我们的主已经满，因为我们的主已经满足了律法一切的要求。When we have His life now in us，那我们现在有他的生命在我们的里面。He put His law in our hearts。他把他的这个律法放在我们的心里面。So now we do not have all this. Uh, uh, Really, the commandments: what you do, what you shall do, what you shall not do. So we now do not have this commandment: what you do, what you shall do, what you shall not do. So we now do not have this commandment: what you do, what you shall do, what you shall not do. So we now do not have this commandment: what you do, what you shall do, what you shall not do. So we now do not have this commandment: what you do, what you shall do, so, how about some others? Well, how about Paul? Paul is one who really was able to share his heart in uh, the letter to uh, the Philippians. Again, don't need to turn, I just uh, read a few verses. In Philippians 1, 20, 21, it says, uh, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or death, for me to live is Christ. So this is like the second Corinthians verse we read, except that Paul is saying this is true in his life. For me to live is Christ. And also in John, when Jesus said, "When you eat of me, you live because of me." For me to live is Christ. So also in Philippians 3, 8 and 9 it says, "That I may gain Christ and be found in Him." And also in Philippians 3.10 it says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. But this verse 12 is the one I like to uh, underline. Not that I have already obtained this or already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ has made me his own. I don't know what your version says, 
but it, it's quite off, it, it, most versions that I read, it doesn't say what to make my own is, just make it my own. 那许多的版本,不知道翻译的是如何,没有说到我们得罪的是什么东西。But we know that if there's a parallel structure, and there is, it says, because Christ made me his own. 那这边我们看到一个平行的一个结构,乃是因为基督将我变成我已经属于基督了。So because Christ made me his own,那因为基督已经将我属于他了, I press on to make who? Make Christ my own. 那我就竭力的追求, and so that means that is Paul's passion in his life. That he really wants to gain Christ. Make Christ his own. And then we see, well, okay, how was Christ made? Uh, Paul, uh, onto, uh, how did he gain Christ? So we can get a clue. Because it says in Philippians 4, 6-9, it talks about being not anxious, and also by prayer and supplication, let your request be known to God. And it says, guard and the peace of a God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. So talk about heart. So this is how Paul lived. His heart was guarded. Not only he gained Christ, in all the situations, in all things, he was turning to the Lord. So he only thought and wanted things that are pure, things that are good report, things that really uh, are worthy of the Lord. So that meditate on these things, praiseworthy. What is praiseworthy? Only things that are worthy of the Lord. And then he tells uh, the Philippians that you learned this from me and you follow also. So this is really something which really spoke to me is that you know this is how in our hearts we gain Christ. That we turn to him and we think and we meditate and we ask him and Christ is really you know participating in all events of our lives. So we really have our hearts enlarged to have more and more of Christ. A picture comes to my mind is that if you have a house, a big house with many rooms, and you ask the Lord to be a, a guest, Maybe you have a tiny little room. okay, you can have that room. But the Lord, if we really love Him, we say, okay, you can have the whole house, wherever you want, take full possession, you can occupy wherever and everything. So 
And then we also see that Paul's ministry was not just because of his own individual life. His prayer for the Ephesians. There are two prayers he made in Ephesians 1. You don't have to turn, I just mentioned. In verse 17, 18, he says, Paul, Paul prays that the eyes of their heart be open to the full knowledge of Christ. So the eyes of their heart to be open to the full knowledge of Christ. And in Ephesians 3, 17 to 19, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, so that you being rooted and founded in love, you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the width and length, depth and, and, and height. So we know the Ephesians are really among the most spiritual, uh, spiritually mature uh, Christians. And then they still are being encouraged. Paul's prayer that Christ will be rooted in their hearts. And then they may dwell, Christ may dwell. So that means that no matter how much you know the Lord, there is always room for us to have more of Christ in our hearts. And then to the Galatians, Paul says, My little children of whom I travel in birth until Christ be formed in you. And then we know in context of all that Paul is always in the heart of the believers. And to the his son, spiritual son Timothy. Uh, he says in first uh, you can don't have to turn first Timothy one five it says but the goal of our instruction is love out of pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. So so he's telling the uh, you don't have to turn just the, is uh, telling to to the uh, to Timothy that the goal of all his teaching is love out of pure heart. And then, uh, in Second uh, Timothy, when the things in the church have already gone to declension, he tells uh, uh, Timothy that pursue righteousness, faith, love, uh, peace with those who call out of the Lord from pure heart. Just basically the so again, it's to gather together with those with a pure heart. And that is the very basis for our gathering. 
How do we know whether this is the place that the Lord is pleased with? Well, one the question is if it is really focused on the Lord. Their hearts have to be pure. It is only the Lord and nothing else. So heart is not only for individuals, for us collectively. And then, how about considering the heart of our Lord Jesus? We know that He said in, in Matthew 22, 37, this is a very uh, common verse. He told us that we should love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And also for His own heart, He says, Come to me, all you are heavy laden, for I am gentle, lowly in heart. So he described his heart as being lowly. But there is one description that really gripped me about the Lord's heart. And that's in Psalm 22, 14. It says, I am poured out like water, all my bones are out of joint, my heart is like wax, it has melted within me. This Psalm 22 is a prophetic psalm that describes what the suffering, what the Lord uh, experienced on the cross. There's so many other things mentioned, but I think one that really is most agonizing, among the most agonizing, is describing how my heart is like wax, it has melted within me. And how, what does this mean? You know that uh, Brother Kong has mentioned this, uh, that he says that our Lord Jesus died of a broken heart. And then actually recently there has been a scientific uh, findings that broken heart is an actual syndrome. And you can go on Google or wherever search you want says is to just put down broken heart syndrome. And you will find explanations, you will description of what that is. And basically, uh, there's some stress is so great that it can cause the ventricle, the, the pumping chamber of the heart to be enlarged. And it enlarges such a degree as if it is exploding. So basically you're getting a massive, massive heart attack. And not only your heart with a chest pain is experiencing that, your lung is being filled with fluid. So you're drowning in your own lung. Because of such stress. So for most people it's a mild form of 
a broken heart syndrome. They have a small temporary heart attack because of the stress when their heart normally do not have irregular beats or anything else. So, but our Lord Jesus actually had this broken heart because he went through so much stress on the cross. And that is not only because of the physical suffering which was so much upon him. The rejection of of all the people. But even the father forsaking him. So it caused his heart to be broken. So we can see here is out of the suffering of the Lord on the cross, out of his broken heart. That the church was born. So he actually broke his heart for the church. So we are living now in the end days. There's just so much going on among the spiritual and non-spiritual, many things going on. If you really consider what is the most important thing which for us, God's children, we should be aware of. And I think it will have to do with our hearts. And in the scripture it says the love uh, of many, love to the Lord certainly will grow cold. And even the church condition is one of lukewarm at best. Laodicea is given the warning. And there's so much shaking going on uh, in, in disasters. And then it seems that there is has to be some kind of a spiritual message, some kind of spiritual application the Lord is trying to tell his children. We thought that tsunamis were uh, localized in Southeast Asia. But in China there was a huge earthquake. We thought that the floods are localized to someplace else. In parts of this country, there was a, quite a lot of flood. And in Brazil, recently, has been such a tragedy. Beautiful mountains, beaches, resort places. With the rain coming, maybe over a thousand people died. You still don't know the exact number. So there is no way man can escape from all of the things that are shaking that's going on. So what is the Lord trying to tell us with all of this? Well, in Hebrews, it does talk about all the shaking. You don't have to turn. In Hebrews 12, it talks about that all the shaking so that whatever can be shaken will be shaken. So only that which cannot be shaken, a shaking will remain. 
只有那些不被震动的,不被震动的东西会存留。What is it that cannot be shaken?那是什么东西不可以,不会被震动到呢?Well, we go to the very first verse in Hebrews.那我们就看到这个,希伯来书的前面几,头几节。So if this raises this as an issue, as a problem, then there must be something in the context to address it.那如果提到这个是问题的话,那当然是有个上下我能够解释这件事情。And he says that, God spoke long ago to the fathers in the, in the, f- the prophets and uh, in many portions in many ways but in these last days he has spoken to us in his son who him, uh, whom he appointed heir of all things through whom he made the world. So everything is going to be shaken to just so that one thing remains. And that is his son. But I like to mention this. This is not just his son, the son of God who is in glory. It is the son of man. Who came to this earth for us? So, and as in context, everything that we mentioned, so that his life, the Son of Man, will become our life. I'd like to just give an example for one sister who has been in our midst. It was mentioned just now. That the sister Chenghua went back to China. She went through cancer. She had one treatment uh, maybe about a year ago, went through quite a lot. In the past few months, it has re- reoccurred. She did have medical coverage, Medicaid. She could, and then the doctors told her, you go through chemo, you go through radiation, you go through all the aggressive forms to get rid of uh, the cancer. Well, she prayed and sought the Lord. At first, she felt that the Lord would heal her. So by faith, she said, if the Lord wants me well, I'll just let the Lord heal me. And yet, she went to see doctor and a few visits found out that it was spreading and spreading very rapidly. And then she sought the Lord and then she still didn't feel at peace to go for the treatment. And then within this past week we were a little bit uh, surprised because we did not know that was coming. She just decided that she was going back to China. So that she could see the family and be with them. But you know, 
when our sister went through all of this, you can really see that she had the peace of the Lord. Her body could be filled with cancer cells. She certainly suffered. And she, however, just had the peace of the Lord being exhibited through her life. You could really see Christ shining forth out of her heart. I think there has been a number of other brothers and sisters who are going through difficulties. It is the days of trials and tribulations. And even and especially among God's children. You think that it's only their own lives are just being benefited from this? I have been not just me, a number of us feel very very clearly that it's for all of us. These are calling warnings to us. Where is our heart? Is our heart divided? Is our heart only and completely for the Lord. Can the Lord have such a place in our hearts that the life of the Christ can be shining forth, reflected, so that others can see the face of Christ? And my feeling, my life, my heart with Christ. And then, am I living because of Christ? I think these are searching questions. If we are still keeping things to ourselves, our life can go on as usual. But our Lord will have missed something far greater than He can in us. So we just hope that we will not miss that. That indeed Christ can just be so filling our hearts. And it's something very practical. You know, in all the things that we, we, we face, some problems may be big, but some problems may be small. It does not matter. But it's whether Christ is part of our heart experience. You know, we, we talk to our loved ones on the phone. Or maybe the young people rather text. You know, we tell them, oh, yeah, this is what happened to me, and then we say, we love you. Are we doing this to the Lord? Is it too practical for that? Or too spiritual for that? But is this our life? 
And the life of the Son of Man is really in us and growing in us and being manifested. You know, again, our Lord became the Son of Man. He lived that life. Not for himself. He did that for you. He did that for me. This is the life that I need to take in and live it out. We always like to see the Lord being the Son of God who is spiritually blessing, saving me, giving me all of these things. But we don't see and we don't realize that He lived this life so that we can live and we must live this life. So he pleased the Father. Not for himself. For you. For me. He died a broken heart. Not because of himself. It's for me. It's for the church. We need to grow. We need to gain Christ. Christ must be such a part of our lives. There is just no aspect that we can that he will be left out. So I hope that the Lord would truly help us so that our hearts would be undivided for Him. May we truly grow in Christ. And may Christ really be rooted and founded in our hearts. So as the Lord leads you, uh, maybe some can pray closest. Lord, we do come to you with thanksgiving because of, of your awareness to us, because of your love, daily, your faithfulness, 